I'm Kelsey. I'm Cassie. And I'm Nolan from SCP Weekly. We bring you news from on-site and off-site. And we share your love for the creative community that surrounds the SCP Wiki. Join us on Tuesdays for new episodes, wherever you listen to podcasts, or on YouTube at SCP Weekly. The file you are about to hear has been thoroughly scrutinized by the Ethics Committee and approved by the O5 Council for release to trusted associates of the Foundation. This is SCP Unredacted. Item number 6877, Level 2, Restricted. Containment Class, Euclid. Disruption Class, VLAM. Risk Class, Caution. Special Containment Procedures. SCP-6877 is to be monitored via remote surveillance and regular patrol by Mobile Task Force Gamma-4, Green Stags. Site-44 is to oversee research, investigation, and general containment of the anomaly, while stationed guards should prevent any unauthorized attempts to scale the anomaly. No personnel below Level 4 clearance are permitted to climb the anomaly for any reason outside of controlled testing. Subjects beyond 1,900 meters are advised to avoid the source of any electronic beeping. Description SCP-6877 is a transmitting station located in Mendip Hills, Somerset, England. The anomaly's primary mast demonstrates a spatial anomaly triggered by certain weather conditions. Despite the anomalous mast being around 300 meters in height, upon the structure's tip becoming obscured by heavy cloud or fog, the mast extends upwards for an indeterminate length. It is noted that this change is observable only from the perspective of persons climbing the anomaly, instead remaining visually normal to externally viewing individuals. This non-Euclidean area is referred to as SCP-6877-1. It is believed that Dash 1 exists as either a self-contained pocket dimension or extra-dimensional space resting between multiple separate realities. The space resembles a continuation of the anomaly for a seemingly infinite distance upwards, the majority being encased in cloud cover, creating poor visibility conditions. Thus far, testing has proven indecisive on the existence of the anomaly's summit. See Test 6877. Number 4. Attempts to descend the anomaly are rarely successful, often resulting in subjects encountering as of yet unidentified hostile organisms. For more information, see Addendum 6877.1. Discovery SCP-6877 was officially recognized on 7 February 2009 upon the disappearance of an electrical technician following his ascent of the Mendip Transmission Station primary mass that morning. Operating due to scheduled maintenance, the individual was expected to return after approximately one hour, but due to humid conditions, the mass was obscured by cloud cover. Around an hour and a half later, the technician's work uniform and equipment fell from the cloud cover, with no indication of the victim's location or status. Foundation agents were dispatched once station staff had contacted local law enforcement and secured the area. To date, the victim's whereabouts remain undetermined, though the investigation saw Foundation seizing of the property and restriction from public access. Current containment protocols were implemented shortly after. Addendum 
6877.1 Testing Test 6877 Number 1 7 March 2009 Events and Observations D3205 was equipped with radio transmitting equipment, video equipment and safety wire, and instructed to attempt to climb the anomaly. A long-range LIDAR feedback system was used to assert the subject's progression of the mast's primary ladder. Following safety checks, Site-44 Command requests the subject to begin ascent. The subject ascends for 12 minutes before reaching cloud cover and disappearing out of sight, assuming to have entered Dash-1. Site Command questions the subject regarding any noticeable changes, of which there are none. Following 40 minutes of climbing, audio and video feed picks up an object rapidly falling past the subject. The subject looks downward toward the direction the object was traveling, though it has now been obscured by heavy fog. As the subject stares upward at the stimulus's source, a vague silhouette and light is visible further up, fading into the cloud upon visual contact. Site-44 Command questions the subject regarding the nature of the falling object. She remarks, I think it was a person who was only wearing a hard hat. At no point does any object impact the ground in local reality. The subject continues, reaching a final height of around 850 meters before descending to recuperate. Test 6877 Number 2 7 March 2009 Events and Observations D-3205 was equipped with radio transmitting equipment, video equipment and safety wire, and instructed to attempt to climb the anomaly. The subject is instructed to again ascend the anomaly with the intent of surpassing the former threshold. The subject reaches the former height of 850 meters with no complications. Research teams note that subjects climbing the anomaly do not appear to feel the effects of altitude sickness nor oxygen deprivation, if either are a factor in Dash 1. See test number 3. After reaching the point of the former event and silhouette sighting, the subject discovers a discarded radar dish receiver, seeming to have been torn from its mount in a violent manner. The subject continues upwards for 90 minutes. At an altitude of 1,400 meters, the subject complains of a consistent beeping sound. Following a brief equipment check, the subject concludes that it is originating from overhead, supposedly slightly muffled and at a distance. The audio feed begins to pick up the aforementioned sound shortly after continuing ascent. Following further investigation, the subject can hear subtle coughing and wheezing originating alongside the electronic beeping. The subject continues to a height of 1,900 meters before the sound ceases. A metallic clanging is heard, audibly becoming rapidly closer. The subject frantically looks around in search of the source when the camera, audio, and radio feed abruptly ceases. Test 6877 Number 3 7 May 2009 Events and Observations D-8968 is outfitted with similar equipment to former tests, in addition to a barometer and binary gas analyzer, in order to carry out an atmospheric survey within Dash 1. The subject is instructed to ascend the anomaly for as long as physically possible and report any significant events or findings. The subject reaches an altitude of 1,500 meters before reporting a similar, quiet beeping sensation as described by D-3205, originating from further above their current position. The subject is requested to remain stationary. After two minutes, the sound begins to become distant, and the subject continues. At 1,800 meters, Site Command requests the subject to carry out gaseous testing as previously trained. 
The subject unloads the light instruments and proceeds. Atmospheric gaseous composition and pressure within Dash 1 is shown to be composed of similar contents to the lower troposphere, meaning that the atmospheric conditions remain constant and mirror that of the anomaly's base. How this is possible remains unknown, though it is likely related to Dash 1's suspected non-Euclidean nature. Following the recorded observations, the subject claims to see a bright orange object flapping in the wind further up the anomaly. Site 44 Command prompts investigation. The subject climbs a further 100 meters before discovering the item to be a standard issue Class D jumpsuit tied to the ladder. Inspection of the chest area confirms it belongs to D3205. The clothing shows no signs of damage or tearing. A distant radar ping is picked up by audio transmitting equipment, though the subject shows no acknowledgement of the stimulus. Research teams inquire upon the noise, to which the subject claims it is inaudible. Gazing upwards, the subject can observe a large blurry shadow. While their camera is pointed towards the unidentified stimulus, the radar ping is noted to increase in sound intensity and clarity. As the subject is permitted to descend the anomaly, a bright floodlight originates from the stimulus and the pinging ceases. A metallic clanging grows in intensity as the light rapidly descends towards the subject and all contact with the subject is lost. The D-Class uniform and equipment plummet toward the ground in local reality. Test 6877, number 4, 7 November, 2009. Events and observations. D-9043 is equipped with video and audio transmitting equipment, rope, eight days worth of rations, and a small firearm. The subject is a former professional rock climber and has been instructed to ascend the anomaly with the intention of reaching its summit. The subject has been advised to avoid any deviations from typical environmental sound activity and lighting. The subject reaches cloud cover at around 250 meters and enters Dash 1. There are noticeably higher winds and precipitation compared to former tests that are not consistent with external conditions or weather associated with low altitudes. The subject's camera feed becomes mostly obscured by fog for around two hours. Command points out the issue to the subject, who promptly begins to clean the lens. For around three seconds, the camera observes a sudden disappearance of all cloud cover. During this time, the English Emergency Alert System alarm can be heard. The subject does not respond to the brief alteration, and upon questioning, claims that there was no noticeable change. Upon nightfall, the subject ties theirself to the ladder via the belt and rests. The subject passes the 1,900-meter boundary with no complications, an outlier among former tests, and proceeds with ease. Around 2,800 meters, the subject discovers a large dent in the anomaly, alongside areas of torn metal, wiring, and antenna. This leads to the revelation that at extreme heights, despite remaining unpowered in local reality, the anomaly has active electricity. This is presumed to power the various satellite broadcasting dishes and antenna receivers. The subject suggests that he should attempt to tune into one of the dishes' wavelengths to assess the nature of their signal. Command approves this request, and the subject records the results. Upon reconnecting to the research team's frequency, the following recording can be heard. Warning. Please do not turn off your device. The United Kingdom is currently experiencing a of extreme magnitude. All citizens are to remain indoors and undercover. If possible, seek an underground shelter or otherwise subterranean environment for use as a long-term refuge and from the ones 
If you are in the vicinity of the Greater London area, please attempt to enter the underground passages to be granted entry into and receive emergency medical aid or other necessities. The UK government advises all sheltering citizens to keep their intraepiscopical radio recoverers powered and active. Thank you for your understanding and cooperation. The meaning behind this broadcast is unknown. The subject repeats the test with other dishes, which each broadcast entirely separate, unrelated messages. Each has no correlation with any known radio stations in Somerset or otherwise globally. The subject continues to climb upon remote download of the recording. At approximately 3,400 meters, the subject complains of a repetitive beeping sound. Suspecting the sudden appearance of the previously encountered hostile entity, research teams implore the subject to continue ascent at a greatly increased pace. This does little to cease the sound's presence or reveal its direction of origin, which is indeterminable due to the fog layer's ability to carry sound. The subject briefly ceases to consume a nutrient bar, but continues swiftly. The following 48 hours are uneventful, with the subject making regular stops to rest or consume rations. By the conclusion of the third day, the subject has ascended to a total height of 9 kilometers above sea level, with little interference. Command runs routine checkups on the subject throughout, and around the point of 10.9 kilometers, an alteration in their perception is recorded. The subject describes hearing distant roadside ambience, as if they were within proximity of the anomaly's base. They report a sensation that they are nearing the ground as they begin climbing at a significantly accelerated pace, seemingly with excitement. Command reminds the subject that they are nearing 11 kilometers above sea level and are likely falling subject to auditory hallucinations and increasing cognitive suggestibility. The subject ignores these reminders and continues upwards. Following a total of four days and eight hours scaling the anomaly's western side, the D-Class exits the layer of cloud perpetually encapsulating Dash 1, continuing indefinitely in all directions below them. The subject glances upwards, revealing the anomaly's peak point to be within viewing distance. Astounded, Site Command congratulates the subject's effort and dedication, encouraging them to continue at an accelerated pace. The subject reaches the anomaly's summit, revealing the anomaly's maximum altitude to reach a height above 19 kilometers above sea level. Nearing the summit, the subject discovers a speaker-like protrusion that seems to be the source of extremely loud ambient traffic recordings. Upon inspection, it swiftly retracts downwards below the cloud cover and quiet beeping is audible, followed by the sound of radar and a brief silence. The entire structure begins to rattle, seemingly due to rapid movement further downwards. A large semi-mechanical entity breaks the cloud cover, ascending the mass at high speeds. The entity is constructed primarily of mechanical components, wiring, antenna, and utility dishes, possessing a large spotlight on its head. Further viewing reveals it to have numerous clothing items tied to itself. It rapidly approaches the subject. The subject clings to a large antenna at the anomaly's point of termination and gazes downward at the side of the approaching entity. Approximately two seconds before contact, an extremely large tentacle reaches for the entity and grasps it by the torso, dragging it down beneath the clouds. Following the distant sounds of a skirmish, a white light is seen to disappear further down the anomaly. The subject's camera feed shows the structure to become increasingly blurred. Initially believing the lens to be accumulating fog, command asks the subject to wipe off any obscurity, when it is noted that the local reality's weather has begun to clear, meaning the anomaly's non-anomalous tip was slightly visible from the ground. 
The subject begins to lose their grip as their view and presence within Dash 1 continues to fade. They enter freefall in the lower stratosphere, 19 kilometers above Earth's surface. Note, following the concluding test, the only item recovered was a single, charred Class D jumpsuit and climbing equipment. Additionally, prior to D9043's exit from Dash 1, the following text was observed to be printed on the anomaly's uppermost point. The azure peak spirals upward, its branches long and thin. It writhes against its verdant roots, the lesser of its kin. Further testing is currently suspended. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, join my Discord community, hire me on Fiverr, or help support me by becoming a patron for as little as $3 a month. Regardless of tier, all patrons get early access to every single episode. The links are in the description. I don't have the talent it takes to write a skip. All I do is read. Original authors make this podcast possible, so credit to the original author. Their link's in the description. Show them some love as well. Consider becoming a member of the SCP Wiki. Upvote their work and maybe write a skip of your own. Maybe I'll read it here someday. You never know if you never try. The content of this podcast and content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under Creative Commons ShareLight 3.0, and all concepts originate from scpwiki.com and its authors. This recording, being derived from this content, is hereby also released under Creative Commons ShareLight 3.0. I'm Grigori Carpin from Simply Creative People, the podcast where we discuss GOIs, canons, and stories from the SCP Wiki, and we try to recommend things for all fans of the Wiki, new and old. Look for us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Visit the show page at anchor.fm slash simply-creative-people, or follow us on Twitter at S-I-M-C-R-E-A-T. Hey there, this is DJ Skip, host of Foundation After Midnight Radio, coming to you from the only third shift broadcast for personnel, by personnel. Be sure to tune in wherever you listen to podcasts to not miss out on containment news and community announcements from within the Foundation.